Welcome, listeners of Totes Recall. Before we get our episode started, we want to let you know that Totes Recall is sponsored this episode by Terrible Origami. What? Longtime listeners will remember that in our early episodes, we were always sponsored by Terrible Origami. Mm. But that sponsorship abruptly ended for no good reason. And now it's back and with a very special discount. Now, through the end of 2020, Terrible Uh Origami is offering 20% off of the million dollar frog. (laughs) That's wow. A huge discount. That and is a what, huge discount. What is the million dollar frog? The million dollar frog is a five by five foot made from paper frog that has appeared at the Walker Art Center, though unofficially. <laughs> and it is a beauty to behold. And the purchaser of the million dollar frog, which is literally a million dollars minus 20%. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, will receive delivery of the frog via horseback by the artist. Wow. wow. I know it sounds like I'm making all of this up, but I assure you, if you just look up terribleorigami.com or look on the Etsy shop, uh, mm-hmm. and Etsy has a, a upward limit of, I think, 250000 so you'll just have to put in four, um, and then he'll work out the discount on the back end. Um but yeah, we are very excited to have Terrible Origami back, and it's in honor of our anniversary. So yes. thank you for that generous 20% off of the Billion Dollar Frog. Is there yeah. a special code that they have to put in, or it's oh, just 20% across Yeah, the no, that's a good point. Uh, no, and it's only, again, for the Terrible, no, Terrible Origami, $5 billion. Nope. <laughs> 5 billion? The price change? No, wow. I'm sorry. Wow. It's only for the Million Dollar Frog. It's 20% off, and you put in the code TOTES. Nice. Oh. Or you can put uh, in Totes Recall or I've listened to Totes Recall. Or really <laughs> anything that indicates you've heard of this. I really want to, <laughs> before we go, I just really want to clarify this is not like a fever dream and we're just letting Molly go through this fugue state before we cut this off. I have been in the same physical space as this frog. It is a real object. It and is it real. is spectacular. I, yes. it's, it's large enough that I kind of sat underneath it. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it is a good I, shelter, and it's very colorful. Very. It has a, I think, at least seven or eight rolls of um, candy apple green tape holding it together. It's nice. pretty. It's so it's worth at least eight hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'll math? add. Typically, these discounts are only for individuals. Like Ellen DeGeneres was once offered fifty percent off, did not oh, wow. accept it. Um, there have only been celebrity-based discounts, and for the first time ever, <laughs> this is for everyone. It's like the friends and family discount right, sure. of Terrible mm-hmm. Origami. And with that, we will now move on to the opening music of our podcast. Oh my God, that <laughs> make this sound better. Welcome to Toast Recall, the podcast where we talk about a movie we can't remember very well. Watch that movie, come back, talk about the movie again a second time based on things we thought we knew. Now we do know them or we know we didn't know them. My name is Dan. This is Molly. 
<laughs> I'm also Dan. And I'm Beth. And our movie this uh, anniversary episode. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy, 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 happy anniversary. Happy, 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 happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Okay. I'm done. On our sixth anniversary. Is it our sixth year? Great question. Seems right. So that it means we've right completed me. six years. Yes. Oh, wow. That's okay. pretty good. Is, yeah, <laughs> yeah good it's for... very good. Podcast-wise, wow. <laughs> it might be the best. Yeah. We're the oldest podcast in the world. Oldest wow. <laughs> uh, episode is Face Off. What? Nice. Face, face Off. Off. Face yes. so Off. That is with John Travolta and Nick Cage. Accurate. True. Great. I mean, this is like... This is... I would... This movie is the like pinnacle. I feel like this was the zenith point in '90s action movies, right? Like this and Point Break to me are like the the like absolute peak of that era of film, right? Where it's like it could never happen any other time in the history of film, (laughs) and if it were done in another time. As proven by the Point Break remake, it would suck hard. Yeah. So, okay, I do have a question before we really get into it. Great. Normally, when we pick a movie for our anniversary shows, we do what we call the Anna Venn Diagram, which is a crossover of a whole bunch of different movies. Yeah. And I got lost on how we landed on Face Off. Well, Dan, full credit to Dan, he has been updating that diagram over time and it is like it is a beautiful piece of uh mathematical art but it is also becoming almost unwieldy and almost like a a powerful rune that we can barely control (laughs) (laughs) well and you would think that there would be an infinite number of possibilities of movies but we do try to pick movies that some of us have seen at least right um or that hit a particular touch point and so it's very hard to find at I guess at year six, which is a compliment to the longevity of our podcast and maybe not a compliment to our imagination that we just, I mean, Dan did come up with a movie um, that fit, but we, none of us were excited about it. So we decided when all else fails, you turn to Nick Cage. Right. Long time listeners will know Mm -hmm. that the default of our podcast is (laughs) if we don't have a better idea, (laughs) Nick Cage. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Venn diagram is dead. Oh, long live Cage! <laughs> it's all. It's time to start a new tradition, and that tradition okay. is face off. And we'll decide uh, <laughs> next year <laughs> what that actually means. Yep, I love that. I'm very excited about that. Um, yes, this is a movie that uh, previously somewhere, maybe on Discord, Dan and I thought we had already watched for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Which uh, is on brand. That's on brand. <laughs> yes. I remember seeing this movie because it was a very memorable experience. Um, a friend of the podcast um, had a party, a face-off party that I think she renamed Cake Off. Is Correct. that right? This is Maria. Yep. Um, and had a, like 30 people over to her house or her apartment. And we were all crammed in there. Um, it was really fun. And the thing that I remember most about it except for 
other Dan's cake, which I'm sure he will describe in a minute, is, sure. you know, you get a bunch of improvisers in a room watching a movie. People are going to make little jokes here and there. And this is long before Totes Recall began. But I knew the Dan's. Um, I guess we take an improv class or something together. I'm not sure. And Accurate. I, Several, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I typically don't make jokes in, in that kind of setting because it's a little competitive or whatever. And, um, but I got genuinely inspired at this moment <laughs> where, um, and it's really the only moment in the movie I can remember right now, except for the dramatic actual surgery where they do the face exchange. Um, but it's where John Travolta is so gross. No, wait, John Travolta is the good guy, right? And Nick Cage is the bad well, guy? Well, I mean, okay, we, all we get should define some terms yeah. at the top. Okay, all right. Um, so they they change faces and bodies pretty well oh, in the movie. They just change brains? But that's, no, no see, they, part they of the charm changed. of this movie is that the premise of the movie is that they've only changed faces, which is ridiculous. Well, there's some... There's some body, they like zap a mole or something and like give someone liposuction. They oh, like that's do what? a little, they do a little bit of hand waving about the bodies. I do that, not remember that at all. I remember oh, them yeah. talking about the face and the voice and that's it, which is hilarious because they have very different bodies. <laughs> okay. I'm dubious. I am dubious that this is true. I'm going to but, challenge you on that, Dan. Okay, well that's my bet. Gret's bet. They do some they do some light skin work. <laughs> what is the opposite of doubling Dan? I'm doing that. I'm doing the opposite of doubling Dan. Undoubling. Having half Dan. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, Whatever. But, Sorry. But one is a good guy, like a cop, yep. and the other guy is a mastermind criminal. Yes. Yes. And is Nick Cage the criminal? Or is at the beginning of the movie? At the yes. beginning, yes. yes. Okay, great. So, but then, okay, <laughs> oh, Molly's prediction, Molly's bet, uh, we're going to have a tough time with this. Um, and then they switch. But anyway, there's a moment where, and earlier in the movie, they reference one of the evil things about the evil mastermind is making a sandwich with two ladies. Oh, yeah, sex sandwich. Sex sandwich. They don't really <laughs> go into detail about what that is, but I guess you don't have to. And there's no way I'm looking that up online. Um, ah. but anyway you forget all about it whatever and then you start you? to realize that they're going to exchange lives since this criminal mastermind is now in the body of John Travolta the good guy and he's coming home to his wife and he's being really flirty and I said oh he wants to make her a sandwich and <laughs> the two Dans stood up on their feet and gave me a standing ovation for that dumbass <laughs> joke. And it was a real highlight for me. And I thought, I bet we're going to be friends. So, you could say wow. it set a precedent for uh, <laughs> a significant percentage of this podcast. <laughs> in which you make a joke that is arguable, if that even falls under that category. Yeah, you're still given <laughs> intense praise from at least me. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, I look forward to that sandwich. To be clear, I didn't give you a standing ovation because I was not there. Yeah. Yes. That's fair. That's fair. Wow, wow, but wow, in wow, my wow, head, wow. if I if I had heard wow, that joke, wow, 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 wow. I would have also stood up. And Absolutely. That. And that's how we would have you're found welcome. each other. It's yep. true. We all would have clapped for each other. <laughs> One thing I love about this movie is that 
John Travolta is doing a Nick Cage impression and Nick Cage is doing a John Travolta yep. impression because That's neither amazing. of them are particularly... Uh, they don't get lost in roles, we'll say, except Nick Cage yes. does sometimes, Agreed. which is confusing. But most of the time, yeah. he's a standard bananas kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But they both do a pretty good job of acting like the other person. Agreed. So can we... Okay. Oh, real quick at this cake party, the thing that Molly was referencing is that my wife made a John Travolta cake and a Nick Cage cake. Uh, and then <laughs> at some point during the party, we sliced the top of each cake off and then put them on top of each other cake before we ate it. Yeah. That's it amazing. Okay. It was so It worked dumb. well enough. That's so funny. That's Someone's amazing. got a video, maybe. Probably Zuckerberg. Um. Okay. So I. D- okay. Face off the movie. Yeah, the movie Face Off. <laughs> it starts. It starts with Nick Cage murdering John Travolta's son. Correct. What? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Okay. And sorry, Molly. Then they hate each other. Right. Uh, they, they already did, but yeah. I mean, and then, but I can't remember why they decide that they need to switch faces. Ah. Uh. So. <laughs> Ah, okay. <laughs> Let me tell you about that. Actually, <laughs> so what I believe happens is that uh, Nick Cage's character gets into a coma because of this, which you know the whichever of the infinite battle of wits and wills and just physical brawn between the two characters. John Travolta wins this uh-huh. round, and Nick Cage is up in a coma, but then. They realize that Nick Cage has, like, I think, hidden a bomb somewhere. So they decide the best course of action is to give John Travolta Nick Cage's face so he can go undercover and figure out where the weapon is. Okay, that's insane. So then Uh, why do they need to switch? Like, well, then, (laughs) um, because you could just, yeah, wakes up. Yes. And then oh, forces he's not supposed to. the completion yeah. of the swap. Yes. yes. The plan and was it, never to fully swap them. Got but it. Just no. to it's borrow Castor borrow. Troy's yeah. face. Face borrow. Yes. Mrs. Yes. Davis. Castor Troy. Yes, it is. So at, at one at one point, is he like imploring them to put the other face on him and he doesn't have a face? Yeah, it's Correct. real gross. It, but okay. also like not as gross I as it I should be. I think I blocked that out. Which is yeah. part okay. of what makes it funny. Is there like a is there a scene in this where he escapes from prison, or is that I'm picturing The Rock? I can't help but picture like the movie The Rock about Alcatraz. We did watch that. I know, but that's all I can think of. I mean, there is a scene in a prison in this movie. If that helps, is it a prison like Alcatraz? Yes, like actually, it's like a super prison, and he has to like escape prison and at, what, does he have metal boots or something yeah, yeah that sounds right magnet yeah. boots that are like a security okay. thing um nick cage does as kretzbett does a real choice piece of face acting in this where he um <laughs> shows is pretending to be caster troy the evil man uh, yes. evil maniac but then also the conflicted inner whatever john travolta inner john travolta is. yeah Um, And so radically shifts between like crazed, I love a riot in a prison um, to like, oh no, what if I become? And it's just, it's, he really goes hard 
The, <laughs> like, right. That is, I think, what makes this movie so good and also so much like it could never happen again. It could never have happened before this moment because this movie required both of these men's careers to be where they were at at this moment, which I'm going to bet is 1998. Oh. oh. I like that. I'm going to um, double Dan on that. Nice. Wow. Because, like, I'll at this point... What Beth? 97 to be spicy. <laughs> 97 to be spicy. <laughs> yeah. Cuz like at this point we've already like Cage has uh you know he has ridden a few K waves at the point. Like he's had his moments of sincere acting like Dan reference and also his a couple moments of just bananas. Cuz he's been doing that for years, occasional bananas stuff. Uh Johnny T had his resurgence from pulp fiction and then sometimes played was in action movies and then sometimes was in like Michael or whatever. So this is like beautiful oh, yeah. moment. Just this beautiful moment where both men were at this like a point in their careers where it was a big deal to have either of them in a movie. So then to have them both in a movie was like, this is going to make fucking millions of dollars. And like people were excited about it. Yeah. And I believe this it's is great. John Woo. Is that true? Is it? Oh, yes. Oh, it very much is. <laughs> Oh, Molly's bet there's going to be a bird flying away. Oh, multiple yes. birds. Very good. Yeah, that's oh. actually the third. I think that's the third point of the triangle is John Woo was also at like the point in his career where this movie could happen. You know, like he had succeeded enough in the U.S. where like he was, this was like something that he could, he can even do. Do you think like this has been around for a while? Like they tried for Cary Grant and uh, Jimmy Stewart. God, I hope so. <laughs> like- I hope so. Would absolutely oh, they wanted that. them to do face-off? They wanted them, but the technology and like the like, scheduling just didn't work. Uh, uh, uh. And so it's just been just waiting for 1990-whatever-it-was. Yeah. Here's the reason I chose 98 is because I feel like this just came right before The Matrix, which is 99. That is right. my entire logic for it. I mean, it's not because I said it and I'm smart. Well, it sounded right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good job also, Dan. Thank you. In coming up with a number that sounded good to me. Um, oh, uh, dance bet. Um, every scene with a woman will be uncomfortable. Oh, that's a very good bet. <laughs> yeah, that's and a good bet. definitely doesn't pass the Bechdel Wallace at all. No way. There's, there's good, good John Travolta's wife. Yep, and daughter. Uh, and daughter. Yep. Uh, maybe they talk to each other. Hopefully, you get to hope. your room. I won't. That could work. Yeah. And then okay, like to be a... spicy, I'm going to say it does pass. Nice. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I, all I, I... All I, like, I mean, when you say that, like, I'm just thinking of all the scenes where, like, pretty sure Nick Cage at one point is dressed as a priest and squeezes a girl's butt <gasps> yeah. in a choir. No. Yeah, he says, he says, like, I love a peach. Ew. A lot. Uh, yeah, he it talks about peaches a lot. A lot. And it's this very is, And this is before um, emojis. This is a pre-emoji <laughs> world. Right, good and point. And he's already talking about wow. butts as peaches. So yeah. kind of a trailblazer. Yeah. And does he? Does John Travolta as the bad guy lick his wife's face okay, or something well, weird? He, he does, their family does something disgusting um, <laughs> where they just like, like waterfall of hands <laughs> down yes. each other's face as yeah. a sign of right. Is that yes. real? Like that's a thing in the movie? 
Yeah. I don't remember that. Oh my god. I okay. hate it so much. <laughs> yes. And it, and it's I mean it's such a it's a choice. It is just a choice. It, okay. And also like that is a the best way to spread germs, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah. It's like there's for sure some finger to lip contact. I mean that's not the point, but it's definitely happening. Right. <laughs> and they yeah. just like do it to each other. Like all the time. Yeah. It's wild. But yeah, so someone's just, face gets licked. I think you're right. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Okay, best oh, no, bold definitely. bet. Someone's face gets licked. Face um, lick. Yep. There's a lot of face action happening. Yeah. No, it's that's what I love about this move. movie is there's so many, like, I want to know, like, I just want to know, like, what came before what? Like, this was clearly, this movie was clearly just like a layer cake of ideas and I don't know how much of it happened before they even shot a frame of it or how much happened like in the process. But like, yeah, there's so many moments where it's literally just like John Woo just being like, oh, this movie's about faces. So we're just going to incorporate face stuff all the time. Yeah. It's so it's everywhere. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> Molly. Molly's laughing very hard at her face and clock joke. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I guess I should get our standing ovation. No. <laughs> I'm excited. Molly, what should we rate this movie? Uh, waterfall Peach Butts. <laughs> Wait, say that again? Amazing. Waterfall Peach Butts. Okay. I have Up to five. <laughs> I have a few questions. Uh, more so than usual, actually. <laughs> I don't even know where to start with this, okay, actually. So, okay, one... Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have uh, I'll have one question, then I'll have a follow up based on your answer. <laughs> is this a waterfall of peaches? Mm. No, it's a peach going over a waterfall. Okay, follow up question: Is the waterfall coming out of a butt? No. Are the peaches butts? <laughs> I had pictured honestly that it was Into the peach butt. butts going down first mm-hmm. over a waterfall. Where they where so okay. like peaches falling butt first down a waterfall. Okay. I see. Okay, okay. so, this so is, these right. are peaches with exceptionally like, butt like features. Like very clearly a butt. <laughs> like I'm not. I I feel like Dan. I feel like you're going too far in one direction. I don't know if they necessarily have butt like features. I'm wondering if these peaches literally have butts. Okay. Oh. Like if you looked at it, you're like, this is a butt. This is the butt of the peach. Yeah. 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 Okay. Absolutely. So okay. Thick peach butts going up yeah. a waterfall. Yes. Are they in barrels? No, I would okay. have. I would have included the word barrel. I would have said Ooh, waterfall barrel peach butts. Okay, but Are it's just like water regular? peach butts. Okay, I have one more question now that I'm oh trying to God. visualize this. Are these peaches <laughs> normal peach size, or are they the size where they could incorporate a regular sized human butt? <laughs> oh. Are, you, are they like the California? Are they? I have a follow-up question as well. Are they? Uh, uh, humidified? What's that word? Anthropomorphized? Anthropomorphized. Are they the yeah. California raisins of peaches? Oh, yeah. right. With yeah. arms and legs and butts. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. They are definitely like they're the peach of California raisins. So, are they afraid? Are they what? Afraid yeah. as they go oh, over no, the falls? Oh, no, this is like the this nest like tea fall. Like they're having a great time. This could they're actually be time. an ad for like a peach smoothie or something. Okay, yeah. great. But they are deliberately going butt first. Yeah, because you're like choosing falling, to go butt first. You're fa- falling backwards. Oh, sure. But first. I mean, given how human like they are, is it, is it raunchy at all? Or no. is it tasteful? It is tasteful. I mean, you could sell a wholesome 
smoothie based on the image of these peach butts falling backwards down a waterfall. Refreshing. So they're mostly butt. I mean, you just called them peach butts. Not even peaches, peach butts. These are mostly butt. They've got <laughs> arms and legs, but they're still distinctly peaches. I mean, I think his idea's got legs. Oh my God. How many would like you give it? I'll buy the smoothie. <laughs> Dan, you're up yeah. first. Okay, um, I love this movie. I think it's absolutely the zenith of whatever kind of movie this is. I don't think it'll ever happen again, and if they try to, it will be a mistake. Uh, so I'm going to be bold. Five peach butts. Wow. Waterfall peach butts. Floating wow. down, fl- flapping down that <laughs> waterfall. Beth. Um, I... <sighs> okay. As a movie, like the the <laughs> like the like cinematography, like the you know, like as a film itself, um, it's not good. <laughs> 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 but as a form of entertainment, mm. I would say five. Wow, it's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous film. Yeah, and it is very entertaining and awful at the same time. I I know it's awful, and I'm sorry. Who are you apologizing to? To America and the world. <laughs> and honestly, everyone. Everything Why? and everyone. Um, because I'm from Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> Checks out. Um, yeah, five, uh, ten full buns of peaches. Oh. So that's wow. five butts. Oh, uh, why do I why do I find that so much more unsettling? Ten buns? <laughs> ten Ew. full buns. You said full buns. Oh. Yeah. Full well, buns. I think we were established that these were well endowed peaches. I understand, <laughs> but like that specific choice of phrasing really got to me. Yeah, it's like in the yum yum camp of like, no thank you. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Peaches I mean, yum smoothie yum. Sounds That's good. Our I plug this peach Ew. butt smoothie. <laughs> there you go. Gross. Molly, there's the tagline for this advertising campaign. <laughs> I am glug glug this yum, peach butt yum, yum, smoothie. Not behind glug glug. That's the worst. Um, yeah, this movie's it's wackadoo, and I love it. I don't know. I agree. Ten full buns. Wow. Ugh. God. Well, damn it. both to you, but spicy and to reflect my nature, I am picking three and a half waterfall mm. peach butts. So um, two full buns. No. T- no four full. full buns. Four full buns. Wait. And a ha- Minus. One bun. Hot cross buns. Oh, three and a half. You said three and a half? Three and a half, yeah. Six full buns. buns. And then a singular bun. A seventh singular bun. It's like a bruise. One of the peach butts got bruised. Oh, no. Here's my reasoning. I believe it will be entertaining overall, but I'm going to be so uncomfortable with the face waterfalls and with the way women are treated and probably with just a goodly portion of the movie that I won't be able to go a full five. I would love to I be wrong, think, but that's I think my that feeling. sounds very accurate. Yeah. yeah. Based on how this movie works, mm-hmm. based on how Molly Chase works, <laughs> uh, I think you are. I think you're making the right call. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And with that, we're going to press pause, go watch the movie Face Off, and we'll be right back. Um. Um. Uh, 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 um. Listeners of Totes Recall, do I have a deal for you? You can go to patreon.com slash totes recall. And there you'll find not only uh, some fun reading up on our various prize packages. What do you call them? Support. Rewards. Rewards. 
Um, they're pretty entertaining. Uh, I'm saying that as someone who did not write any of them because I am the laziest <laughs> member of Totes Recalls team. That is absolutely not true. not true. Well, I did nothing for Patreon. Uh, I mean, I've done nothing for this show for like five <laughs> years. It's a good show. We all put in work towards it. Yeah. It deserves your support. It does. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. No, I mean, I'm still on the show. I'm just saying, like, in terms of, like, the, you know, like, if this were uh, if this were a globe being held up by a titan or several titans, I guess. Yeah. I, I would it be just yeah. Atlas? Yeah, but, like, this time, you know, it's art. Don't worry about oh, it. There's multiple. four titans. This is in a Batman movie, probably. Yes. It's a statue in Gotham. Right. And I would be the fourth. I'd be the fourth man beautiful sculpted man who's like literally not even there for structural support in the sculpture <laughs> itself and they just had space for it but like you know maybe his contributions are still like valid and like they they bring a certain element yeah. to the show well that, speaking of yeah, contributions for a contribution of as little as a dollar a month you get access to exclusive content uh, which comes out monthly, and uh, you get access to Discord, which is yes. a fun conversation. We keep going, and we, you know, ask folks for their uh, opinions on things, and we chat about movies and things that are like less topical and pets. There's actually a lot of pet talks, so uh, come join us on Patreon, and then join us on Discord. We would love to have you. Agreed. Patreon.com/slash/totesrecall. Dot com. No. Um. um. And we're back. We just watched two hours and 18 minutes of guns and faces and just a whole lot of birds. Oh, so baby. many birds. Just birds and boats and peaches. Peaches. Birds, oh, peaches. An unfortunate number of peaches and a very unfortunate number of waterfalls. Were there any actual peaches in this movie? No. no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't know if there's any I mean, fruit at all. There was art. There were plenty of artichokes to go around. Artichokes. That's true. <laughs> Two lobsters. Hey, do you spaghetti. think we should, before we jump in, get into the six seconds sub? Absolutely. Six seconds. <laughs> six seconds. Oh, they switch our faces. Six. 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 You got to abbreviate all of it or none six. of it. You can't pick and choose. <laughs> Sorry, the sixty-second summary. Yeah, six seconds. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, we should. I. Was about to volunteer to do it, but I feel like I just did it. I mean, you do it more than anybody, I think, because you're oh, so good at I'm it. So good at it. You're very yeah. good. So <laughs> I'll, take a, I'll take a pass on this one because I'll I, do it. Okay. Yay, Beth. Beth, are you ready? Yes. And go. We open on a merry-go-round. We see a sniper take out a child. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> we find out that that child is uh, the child of an FBI agent, I think. I don't know. And uh, he hates this man now because Caster, whatever his name is, uh, Caster, Troy Caster, <laughs> killed his son. <laughs> so then uh, you cut to... The future. There's a bomb planted. Oh my God! There's a bomb planted. A thing. <laughs> then there. He's. He takes him out. It's <laughs> falling apart. Then they switch faces for some reason. And then the, there's a whole bunch of. There, there's a whole bunch of fighting. And at the end, there's a boat. And the, then he gets harpooned. And then he dies. <laughs> Okay. Wow. Also, wait. Also, there's a kid. Time, 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 time. 
Wow. 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 That's you, really, good. really good. Really you good. You hit the highlights. That was like a Jaquette level of summary. <laughs> My God. Okay. When you said 30 seconds think... after you're <laughs> halfway through the intro of the movie. <laughs> when you said we cut to, I was like, oh no, there are like. And every two minutes, something else bananas pro- happens, okay, here, what, and you're in a different location. What is <laughs> what truly happened is I couldn't remember anybody's names, and then I was just saying he did <laughs> this and he did that, and then I panicked because I was like, his name is Caster. Okay, so Nick Cage plays Caster in the beginning, Sean right? Caster. What's his name? Caster Troy. Caster Troy. Caster Troy. Caster you know Troy. this the other because at one name. point he says, "I'm Caster Troy." Yeah. Although at that point he is Sean Archer as Caster Troy. Sean Archer. And don't you think they picked Troy to be like, you know, the horse of like Troy? The Trojan horse. Like he's Trojan, a horse. Trojan horse in the prison. Oh. Trojan horse. Yes. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. There's a lot yeah. of, I mean, Caster and uh, his brother's name is Pollux. Caster and Pollux mm-hmm. are the twins mm-hmm. in Greek mythology. Of Gemini. Oh, for the Gemini. Yeah. No big deal. Ooh. I'm a Gemini. So wow. I know oh, those too. are the Gemini? Yes. Oh. Yeah, like one of them I think was going to die, so then they asked Zeus to save them together, and then that's why he created the constellation Gemini. It's supposed, it's supposed to be both of them up in, in space. Another raw deal from Zeus. <laughs> Zeus is always... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, wheeling Zeus and dealing. Zeus did a lot of raw deals. That's why he had so many children. hey <laughs> What? Oh, raw deal? Yeah, yeah. Nope. <laughs> I'll high five over the internet for that. So I would just say the only thing that Beth's awesome summary left out was... You don't need to sugarcoat it. It was amazing. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> is that John Travolta's character, whose name is... Sean Archer. Sean, Sean Archer. Archer. Sean Archer. Um, gets this assignment to impersonate his nemesis, uh, Nick Cage's character... Whose name Caster is Castor Troy? Castor mm-hmm. Troy, um, and to get himself imprisoned so that he could get um, his brother Pollock to disclose the location of a bomb that they knew about but they didn't know where it was, and some trickery ensues, and so then you think that um, John Travolta's character is going to be stuck in prison forever, but there's a whole prison escape scene. Um, and in addition to like all the stuff going on between these two arch rivals mm-hmm. are some really interesting family dynamics. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think we could, we could talk for the entire podcast about which character was more likable in which form. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like John Travolta's character, just as he was, was kind of an insufferable D bag. He was traumatized. Yeah, he Smalley. But he did have ethics. So he was an ethical kind of stick in the mud. Yeah. I mean, understandably, mm-hmm. but still I, as I was watching it. Okay. Let's ignore the part where he like is viewing. He's looking at his teenage daughter. It's not his teenage daughter. He is. Okay. So at this point, Nick Cage is. See, Okay. Hold on. Caster Dan, Troy, Sean Dan Archer. From the first, Dan Jaquette in the first half said, I made a bold bet that this will be difficult for us to describe. <laughs> and he is correct. Just use their oh, character names. Oh, it was names. a Molly bet. It was a Molly bet. Okay. I can't remember anything. I couldn't even remember the name of the character of the movie. <laughs> anyway, 
Whoever bet that is correct, it is difficult to describe. I forgot what I was saying, so somebody else say something. You were talking, <laughs> you were talking about, about, talking about him being a creep to oh, his... Oh, he's a creep to his teenage daughter. So, yep. um, But it's not really his teenage daughter, It's, but still a teenage girl. Yeah. And, okay, so if we ignore that part, yes. he as like is better at, like, I guess, wooing his wife. <laughs> he, like, treats her to a very nice date night. Well, he also is, like, kind of trying to connect with his with his daughter and like but also he's not good he's not a great guy but i think he is more likable than the other guy was in that uh as archer so what i'm hearing hold on just so i make sure this is on the record is what i'm hearing is beth gibbs of totes recall Uh is saying (laughs) that a mass murdering super terrorist yeah is the better man of the two i'm not saying he's a better better man I'm oh, saying so he's, he's a better dad. He's yeah. just like more fun to be around. He's no, a he's actually a better dad because he doesn't seek to make his daughter fit a mold or some preconceived idea. Sure. He sees her pain, a, recognizes it, and arms her quite literally yes. to take on the things that, that are troubling her. He also as creepy as he is, he suffers no fools. With a kid who tries to um, attack her Carl. in his car. Right. Carl, played by Danny Masterson of yes. that 70s show, who turns out to be a creep in real life. Yes. Potentially. Yes. For accusations that he denies. Mm. Yes. I looked that up. That was the Wikipedia Okay, I was time. like, nice. did we verify that? <laughs> yeah, I barely had any time for Wikipedia during this movie, though. There was just a wow, lot going on. That's huge. That's a yeah. great big compliment. Yeah. Pretty pretty big. What I'm, I'm just saying, saying is like, he's good dad. No. Good husband. No. Bad human being. <laughs> Disagree. I think he is more actively engaged in engaged like he is more actively engaged with the members of the Archer family, but in no way is he creating healthy relationships with the members of that family. Maybe I just like John Travolta more when he's more animated. Maybe. I feel like he doesn't play a ton of animated characters. Does he? No. 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 I think he's he was like having fun in that role and I enjoyed oh, watching he was it. Definitely having I fun. I think John John Travolta as Nicolas Cage crushes is, it. is the best performance in he this movie. He fucking crushes it. Are you yeah. I love what Cage is laying down, but he's laying down some pretty <laughs> standard cage. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also has to like kind of be the boring good guy who's like right. got conflict. But and to his credit, though, he is laying down Boring Cage with like a sousson of Travolta yeah. on it, right? Yeah. Like yes. he's doing things with his mannerisms that are Johnny T-esque, I would mm-hmm. argue. Yeah, no, they both do a very good job of pretending to be each other. Mm-hmm. And I would like to nominate... Um, I would say Nick Cage wins for me in terms of acting chops in this particular movie. Okay, hit me. Hit me with it. For delivering the monologue Mm -hmm. to his wife (laughs) that explains the premise of the movie. (laughs) And as he's describing it, it sounds so bananas. Yes. And then at the end, he just transitions into, also, I love you. Like I would read that monologue and just set down the script and cry and run or something. Like, oh man, are no you one can me? deliver that, and he does it. Yeah, and it's bananas, but he makes you believe that he believes it. Yes, 
It's, I mean, like in at that point in the movie, I feel like they were like, okay, do we need to tell people what's going on? <laughs> yeah, we're like an hour and 40 minutes in. Yeah, we're almost think- to the end. I feel like we need to clarify some things before like the finale so people could be like, oh, okay, I'm with you. Now crazy boat chase. Do you think that was like a note? Like they saw like an early cut and someone's just like, wait, 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 wait. Who's the good guy again? (laughs) I feel like they also looked at the draft and they were like, we only say the title one time. And I feel like we could get at least four or five references. That scene is amazing. (laughs) Like the scene, like it's one thing to say the title of a movie within the movie. Yeah. But to say it in such a deliberate way with its own choreography <laughs> multiple times from multiple characters is a stroke of genius. I wonder if the movie had a different title. And then at, when it was completed, they were like, you know, we should probably just call it Face Off. We say it one million times in the movie. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like the fact that some of John Woo's other movies are just called like The Killer <laughs> and... <laughs> Whatever that other one that Dan loaned to me that I still haven't watched. This, w- this one was Hard-boiled. called yeah. face-swapping people. <laughs> yeah, maybe the, the original draft, it was called like face. Yeah, oh, ooh, the original draft was good cop, bad guy. Good cop, bad guy, <laughs> swap. face swap. <laughs> yeah. Good cop, bad guy, colon, face swap. <laughs> New line, the face-swapping chronicles. Uh-huh. Volume one. <laughs> Oh, don't don't even tease me like that. Do not even tease uh, me like that. Yeah, there is um, there is a reboot in the works. Mm. They should just stop production yeah. immediately. Yeah, someone's okay. been tapped. Oh, yes. To write it. And I, as far as it I is. remember this now because I think we had the discussion about that. Mm. This that the only possible way that that would work as a reboot is if they had them play switch roles. Nick Cage and John Travolta still are in the <laughs> movie, but they switch roles. <laughs> I love oh that. And they God. play the other part. I, I, would, I would, would be all that. about that. Right? I would yeah. be all about that. Oh, my God. Because watching Nick Cage impersonate John Travolta doing Nick Cage during the prison scene. Yes. With all that conflict. Oof. Oh, it was so, so good. good. Yeah. It's, he, he's really he, delivered a, a master's class in acting. He switches his emotions on a dime. So fast. It's <laughs> absurd. So, like, the number of facial expressions that Nick Cage has in this movie. And and I should say, the number of facial expressions that are in no way the facial expressions of, like, a naturally operating human being <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. At one point, he's, like, on drugs, yeah. uh, staring into the mirror and just, like, makes his face wild. Like, like I don't even know what to describe it. Yeah. Like bears yeah. his teeth and arches his eyebrows and then like slowly turns at yeah. an angle to the look fact at Gina that Gershon. He, the fact that he keeps the face frozen when he turns to Gina Gershon is amazing. <laughs> how did she not like break yeah, how many takes into a million pieces? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, like And she has to deal with this? like both actors at their most bananas. Yes. <laughs> like yes. they only have her talk when people are amazingly insane right. around her. Oh, oh I just okay. This is a slight detour, uh, which is so unlike yes. me. But so in this 
film, Face Off, uh, Gina Gershon, yes, Face Off, uh, has a son who's five years old mm-hmm. and is sort of an echo of Mikey, mm-hmm. the character who was uh, shot in the opening carousel scene. Uh, thank you, Beth. Um, You're welcome. That's the one thing that, that I got right. That part was really vivid in that six sex sum. That part really stood <laughs> yep. out. Um, so we've got this sort of parallel situation where each man, though living their lives separately, each has a son. Um, and she loves her son uh, dearly, which is awesome and something I could totally relate to. <laughs> what I could not relate to is there was, as they're trying to escape this insane situation where the FBI is shooting up this um, safe house, mm. this very glamorous safe house so with glamorous. like wild abandon, like just shooting at will, even though they probably realize there's a five-year-old in the mix. Um, there are two times where Gina Gershon's character lets somebody else hold on to her son. There is a 0.0% chance. I'll just speak for myself, that I would even let somebody else hold my cat in a situation like that. Although like no way. Let me challenge that though is as we are shown briefly, there are some very deep intimate bonds between the people that live in that safe house. Yeah. Oh, Wait, but wow. but the two what people that he, yeah the two people she lets hold her son is the father of her son, she thinks, and right? the yes. uncle of her son, yes. who she kisses on the mouth to say goodbye to. Yes, yes, and I didn't know. I was like, oh, they must have. They must be a couple. And then yep. you all pointed out, no, that's her brother. Mm-hmm. And I am very confused by why that happened. What, like were, were they trying to sh- were they it was a passionate kiss yeah do you think that they changed that in the script later i like i don't know were, were they trying to be like look at they're also like incestual that's how bad they are i don't understand I don't like what they were know. trying to say i don't know it was I, weird I, or maybe it just happened it was like move on we're a month amid stunts <laughs> like we can't reset we've spent all we're the spent money, so on much birds. money on these mirrors <laughs> They were trained birds. Their mirror budget and their bird budget had already. (laughs) I mean, as far as we know, they said, kiss like you're never going to see each other again. And then later they're like, oh, P.S., he's your brother. So play it that way in this next scene. No, it's just, I honestly, what I think happened is it was supposed to be a kiss between two people who loved each other who were never going to see each other again, but not so romantic. Yeah. And something just got. Maybe he was not supposed to kiss her lips. Like her cheek or something, or I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe uh, John Woo was just like very terse about it. And he's just like, and now you (laughs) kiss goodbye. And they were just like, really? And then he didn't say anything else because he was too busy like checking the mirrors. Yeah. And they were just like, all right, I guess. I mean, that's the, that's the direction. That's the direction. So, yeah. We could get nuts too. Yeah. Check this out, Nick. Yeah. Or maybe at that point they're like, this movie's bonkers. We're going to just do this and see if it gets in the movie. And then I mean, it did. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Honestly, like that they might be. Maybe we're just like, I mean, we might as well like leave our mark on this movie as best yeah. we can, given the pedigree of the cast. <laughs> well, and also like did was the instruction because I feel like Gina Gershon, Margaret Cho and Joan Allen, who are the three most prominent women characters in this movie. Yes. All played it so straight yes. and so natural. Yes. Although obviously Joan Allen had to really bring it on 
the shaking and tears because her character situation was like so bananas. Um, but in general, they all played it pretty straight. But then you see characters like Dietrich, who was uh, Gina Gershon character's brother, mm. um, and every other like dude character just ham it up. Yep. So it was almost like like what direction were people getting, if any? <laughs> like, what was that direction? I mean, it was probably just like you're a bad man. <laughs> Yeah, like you are a bad man. Here is your costume, and they were probably just like, "Oh, right on." And then they're, yeah, they're almost like comic book villains. Absolutely, like the way Castor yeah. Troy has a little special case with gold, gold guns, chiclets, <laughs> joints, pills, pills, a gold money clip. And a gold oh, money that clip money clip was a lot of money. In amazing, it. and it was like a golden dragon head or something. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And they made a big deal about the ten million dollars, but then it plays into nothing. He's a terrorist for hire, Molly. But, okay, fair. <laughs> they abandon you know. so he can be a hero and yeah. then Top cop. take down from the inside. Yeah. yeah, it seemed like Caster Troy's plan was to become, yeah, like the most powerful person in the FBI and then just sort of like use it as his own, like, I don't know, milit- like his own personal army, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. but then I okay. So at the end of the movie, right, like when near the end when he's just getting um, when things are starting to fall apart because uh, Sean escaped from prison and is like getting in touch with his wife and telling explain her what's going on. Were those guys that were falling around were they part of Castor Troy's gang or did he just find like the two most supervillain looking <laughs> FBI agents? He's like, hey, you guys are my personal squad now. No, they were yeah, they were his former gang, right? Were they? Yeah, that's what I thought because she seemed to be pals with them too, which makes okay. me think they're not FBI agents. Gotcha. Right? So then that means... Doesn't it seem weird that nobody contacted her? Who? Gina Gershon's character. Is it Sandra? Something like that. Sasha. That Sasha. Sasha. Contacted so her Sasha when? doesn't get a call from her ex-boyfriend. Um when? Nick Cage's character. Chester <laughs> Troy. Troy. What are you talking about? What's the question? I don't understand the question. Oh, because... So why then is um, Sean Archer, in the form of Caster Troy, yeah. able to go back to the hideout and hang out with all these people? Because... And not... Because yeah. of her brother. Because he just got back. I don't think Caster Troy has had time to gather his goons and inform them. Right. Oh... But he's but also just like a phone call. Well, and when, she said, but she said he hadn't, they hadn't talked in years. Yeah. But, and also oh. at that point, the FBI like breaks into that building that they're all in. Yes. And fake Sean Archer is there mm-hmm. and just laughing at like all of his friends being killed. And yes. yeah. He's a bad man. He's a bad man. So in the movie, when, um, the wife of Sean Archer is whose name is Eve, where Eve Archer is um, starting to doubt her husband's identity yeah. uh, and receives this insane monologue from Nick Cage yes. um, that sends her on a journey. An insane monologue that, again, simply describes the premise of the film. Yeah. <laughs> the suggestion for her to figure out if it's really her husband is to do a blood test, mm-hmm. which she does. Yes. Um, but someone has pointed out 
Why would you just not look at his junk? Yes, not someone is my wife. Junk. (laughs) I believe the exact term that she said was dong. Yes, she said. She just said, "Why don't? Why don't they just look at his dong?" Maybe they. I mean, they were saying how everything was already a match when they're going over it, like height, eye color, basically a match. They probably just cut out. Yeah, dongs look the same. No, that's the now. I'm now. I want there to have been a scene cut out of the movie where CCH Pounder and the Doctor are like going through their files and just like, I mean, this has to be, this has to be a slam dunk, and it's like it's okay. We checked. We did the biometrics. The dongs are a perfect match. They're dong twins. <laughs> I, I feel like also that would have been a moment where one of them was disappointed. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's maybe that's what they meant when you said this ridiculous chin. Mm-hmm. Maybe we just are supposed to infer from that. Oh, ridiculous No, I'm just kidding. There chin is a really is, funny line where, yeah. That's a euphemism for weird dong. No, I just thought I was just I'm hearing I what I'm hearing is that Molly Chase from Totes Recall is saying <laughs> that the line this ridiculous chin is a euphemism for John Travolta's weird dong. Yeah. He's got a, di- he's got a dimple dong. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> since we're in it now, can we just since now that we're talking about human anatomy, uh, can we just discuss like just the the procedure itself and what we are supposed to accept? <laughs> From yeah. what we are told, uh, first I was right. It's more than just faces and hair. Yeah, but it's yeah. not right. much more. No. It's not teeth. They only mention the abdominal. They only yeah. basically mention giving John Travolta a tummy tuck so he can look more like Nick Cage. They just fat shame Sean right. Archer a little bit. But they have yeah. different yeah, and shoulders. He doesn't get to keep the tummy they tuck. <laughs> they put fat back in when he returns to Ooh, himself. Great, great point. But yeah, That's like good. they yeah. have a. I mean, they're built differently. Those but two they're dudes. talking about removing scar. They say their body types are the same. <laughs> okay. They're like removing scars. Uh, uh, I mean, wife? it's a lot of hand waving. My favorite, my favorite part was definitely when they were redoing, like doing their hair. <laughs> oh yeah, they're like getting little so, haircuts. While this I is love happening. that they took the time to mention. I mean, and you know, it's specifically because of the two actors that were cast in these roles. They had to specifically write in. We were going to use like this laser cut, laser barber machine to match the hairlines. And the only reason they had to write that in was because of the two actors that were in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I like that they took the time to show the beautician yeah. dyeing the hair. Well, and I love how they felt like they were in such a hurry that they had to work on the hair while the face was still <laughs> off. Okay, and can we also talk about how everything is done by lasers except the actual cutting out of the face, which is free right? and- <laughs> gonna wing it on that piece well, yeah and then they like suction cup it up and just drop it in a vat of goo yeah like, face preserving fine. goo It'll be fine it's in this... face preserving goo that's a thing we all know about it i also love how the like the armature system of the face crane was like so loud which you would think <laughs> that if that crane was designed to only carry what like a couple ounces of human face it probably didn't need to have whatever mechanics would make it that loud when they were just like moving it a couple of <laughs> inches down. Yeah. It's, That's legit. They go like too high and too low on the things. It's yeah, like, exactly. Like we're going to do a face swapping, but then it's like they're just cutting hair. Well, and and then, they like don't mention the other things. Like you think they could throw one more line. Like we've 
like we have body we have a body sculpting robot right, and like or that's something. enough yeah. like uh, it just yeah, does everything else yeah their main focus because their hands look totally different right? like everything about their them is skin different. is different okay if they redo this they have to cast like Hel- Helmsworth brothers right or Hemsworth brothers that's boring well okay isn't it fine who else matches i don't like, i feel like they don't have to i feel like they should be even less they should just be like twins it should be arnold Schwarzenegger or danny devito just, <laughs> just lean into it even more yeah. oh, would watch that okay that said yeah i would absolutely okay Put inserts in the shoes hollywood i would beth and i would both absolutely watch a movie where yep. danny devito and arnold Schwarzenegger, at whatever age they're at now play <laughs> two Super intense cop slash terrorists who get their faces swapped. Oh my god! Can you imagine either of them playing each other? It is the best thing it's in the, the best entire thing in the world. world. It's the best thing yeah. in the world. Maybe we need to watch Twins. I mean, it sounds like that's as close as we're going to get for next year. Yeah. Next year anniversary show. Um, Someone remind us of that. <laughs> here's another thing that I love about the way the hand waving, like Dan said, like they go too. They go too high, too low because the way they explain the face thing is that they create some sort of mold that perfectly is molded to like your skull, but then there's just like weird little bumps on the outside to fit the new face on top. But then yeah. when they actually show the surgery, it looks like they're just plopping that thing down on a bloody yeah. face. And then he just like kind of massages them. They're like, there we go. That's good enough. And then like they reconnect all the nerves. Yeah. And it's like win. win. Right. I also but like how? they don't they don't have any scars around their jawline of lasers, where the face bad. Had, lasers. Well, they, no, they lasers said, work with with the new anti-inflammatories we have. Right. <laughs> Advil. Yeah. Advil backed <laughs> yeah, out exactly. of a yeah. sponsorship. Just give them one thousand milligrams. Yeah, okay, exactly. but my number one, like most WTF moment is when. After the surgery, yes, or after the first surgery, I should say. Thank you. When Nick Cage is like, I need that face put on my face now. Yes, yes. and he's smoking a cigarette, and I'm like, he doesn't. How does he have lips? Ooh, great yeah. question. He doesn't. He wouldn't have lips. No, he I would, mean, he. I mean, I mean, of course, he would not be even able to walk probably because the amount of pain he would be in. He took a but bunch he of painkillers. Some painkillers. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, I love how. But like, how is his face perpetually bloody, but he still contains blood? I don't know. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I do know what you like mean. If it were that open a wound, and he, yeah. he doesn't, he doesn't ha- like, he heals up fine too. Like, yeah. there's no, uh, there's no like scarring or yeah. bacterial infections right. from just having an open face wound for like how many days too? Yeah, I don't know. It's ugh. I love how when they just bother to it's have gross. the reflection of him in the doctor's glasses, like it does kind of just look like he, like, I don't know, took a calzone and just kind of like smushed it on. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't Aww. tell if they were like, it's too gross to show this or if they were like, we don't really know how to make it look like the inside of a face. So let's not ever show it. I think it was the second one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and his gauze is like fairly clean. He takes it off. It's like mostly pure white. Yeah. For being yeah, on the open face. Yeah, so then face. how bloody is he? Like, yeah. He's like just bloody enough so he can dramatically wipe his fingers across his cheek and show the blood on the camera. Yeah, yeah and to be clear, at that point, he's not on painkillers and he takes his hand and yes. touches his open face wound. Yes, correct. Does not peep. Also, the sounds that Nick Cage makes in that scene are <laughs> yes. incredible. 
So like good. I don't even know how to describe. Them. It's like animalistic. It's incredible, yeah. Yeah. and it's like the only tool he has except for that, and like mashing some um, shades. Right. So right. Very good. Yeah. yeah. It's like he blinds. It's like he watched the scene in the movie Batman, which you'll all remember, however many months from now when we watch it finally. When the Joker gets his new Joker face and yeah. he smashes a mirror, like Nick Cage was like, yeah. "Okay, I need to do that version of that." Except I don't even have a face. Mm. Yeah. So he like thought to himself, like, "Okay, what would, <laughs> what is the next level of that scene?" And it is apparently to like shriek like a bonobo, <laughs> like a bonobo <laughs> whose like face got like, cut off. I guess it's very raspy. <laughs> like he oh has like God. kind of a raspy, like. Yeah, because of all the blood? I, I guess know. so. I mean, oh. I would imagine it's because he's like trying not to scream out of oh. pain. Can, can we also take a moment to appreciate that uh, they have they have a microchip that they put in their larynx oh, yeah. and they can match it to the person's old voice with <laughs> one, one sentence uh-huh. and they only yeah. have to say it two times. <laughs> Right. I mean, to be fair, all Nick Cage's character talks about is peaches anyway. That's true. So I mean, that's a good point. You just point. get that one peach sample and you're but good. But I love how that was also like pretty analog looking, right? Like he just said the, he said the sentence and then they just, like, like I just like turned a couple knobs like, oh, sure, we'll just adjust yeah. the, uh, the mid-levels and uh, there we go, Nick Cage's voice. Well, I mean, that's how auto-tune works, oh, so good obviously. Point. <laughs> no, JK. Good point. Uh, but, what, but they make a big production out of... You know, you can don't jostle your throat. Oh yeah, even, even a, a sneeze, violent sneeze. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's set up at the end so he can have his normal voice. Yeah, but that like, was. He tries church. before then. Yeah. He tries really hard. Also, to get rid of his voice. Yeah, if the, if a violent sneeze could fuck up the voice box, wouldn't him getting the shit kicked out of him in prison, like <laughs> totally ruin that? It's not a good plan. <laughs> How dare you! Beth, how dare you? I, These are the top it's minds. It's really wild. Oh, These are the top the way, minds of the FBI. By the way, they're, they're the top minds, but they were like, only three of us will know <laughs> about it, yes. and um, we'll have the records easy enough to find and destroy. Uh, and destroy. Like, what did they have them on? Like in their backpacks or something absolutely. like that? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, how did he find the records of it? I'm sure CCH Pounder just kept them in her briefcase all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was so interesting the moment, like it was some interesting storytelling when, you know, um, Sean Archer is stuck in prison mm-hmm. and realizing he's going to be stuck in prison mm-hmm. um, before he escapes. Um, and that this other person has overtaken his life and holds up his wedding ring at a certain point. Yeah. And in that moment, it keeps flashing back so that you realize that uh, Sean Archer is piecing together what happened and that his best friend Tito, uh, who he had given his wedding ring for safekeeping, was also among the people that were, uh, in this case, doused in gasoline. Mm -hmm. Um, So he could picture all of that. But anyway, I know it was a really poignant moment, but also it was an extreme close-up of a wedding ring, Uh which was on a very hairy knuckle. It was just an extreme close-up on some super hairy knuckleage, and I found that really hard to handle. <laughs> so 
in a movie shame in a movie where a man is walking around without a face and a child is shot in the head after that bullet passes through his father's heart the most dis- mm. <laughs> this most discomforting moment for you was a hairy knuckle well i mean that is third okay yeah um okay this, then this movie was uh, I think we're we're right on the cusp of the end of Harry Manchester. I agree. Harry Manchester. Until Henry Cavill, God bless him, brought it back. Oh, in yeah. what? In Who is everything. That? Who is that? Who is that? Superman. Other things. Oh. Is okay. it a Mission Impossible? Yeah. He's the Witcher. He's also the Witcher. Is he Harry in the Witcher? Does he keep that chest in the Witcher? Is he smooth? I don't remember. I don't either. I didn't see it. Wow. But I saw the trailer. I watched the whole show. It's not that good, but uh-huh. it's fun to watch. Great. Uh, he, my point is, when he was cast as Superman, he insisted that Superman should have a little hair in his chest. Like a man. Like a man. Yeah. I'm all for it. <sighs> all bodies. Yes, all bodies. Yes, all bodies. Yes, all hair. Dot com. Fair. Uh, Molly, you mentioned his escape. Can we touch on that a little bit? Oh, yes, please. Well, first, can we talk about the world? Yes. Because they built this entire world for this prison right. that they could have done a whole movie about. Oh, yeah. Just, just in this prison where, first, what is it? The first thing we learn is that the, the Geneva, Geneva Convention, Convention does not apply. It just doesn't no. apply. Yeah. It, and, and what is the other thing? It's like, um, there, uh, the, oh, Amnesty yep. International doesn't even know we exist. Yep. Yeah. It's a secret prison. And your ass is literally mine. Yes. And he's so it's a secret prison, and he has on these metal boots. Everybody, all the inmates have on metal yep. boots uh, that are magnetized yes. to the floor, and so that's how they control everybody. Yes. Um, although I don't know how they selectively turn off some people's boots and not others. There I was a computer. Like a there was room. that weird yeah, computer. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, because uh, Sean Archer is also a master hacker. But we'll get yeah, to that. Yeah, we'll definitely get to that. So then they have this whole thing, and then they still have. Like in the super futuristic place, there's still a mess hall mm-hmm. and everybody still eats together at the same time. Yep. So that's kind of nice. Yeah. And they have a big monitor that has um, nature right. images on it provided by Discovery. Thank you, Credits, for filling in that piece of information. <laughs> do you think... Uh, so yeah, they, yeah, go ahead. Do you, think that, do you think that was the concession that got Congress to approve that prison? Was like, <laughs> oh, see, it's not cruel because there's nature scenes in the mess hall. Okay, I, no. I don't love it, but the only way I can approve it is if there are birds. Yeah. Well, we can't put I mean, birds in a prison, um, but <laughs> what if we just put on them on a big jumbo like a truck? TV of a bird, like a bird TV. Or can we get bird TV? Not, like, not the trials of life part, no. just the cute, just the cute moments. Parts. Yes, and then hook well, the televisions then... up to the main gate control. Yep. Yes. <laughs> just to save power. Yeah. These yeah, are the nothing kind. Nothing can go wrong there. This is a kind of compromise that uh, <laughs> Joe Biden made back in his time in Congress. Like oh, he, my God. <laughs> he understood how to find a place that everyone could agree on how to create this secret super prison where yeah. the Geneva Convention uh, no longer applies. It had well, a little so bit of like a 1984 vibe. Yes, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Of like in dystopian. fact, I will probably remember this scene and think it was from a completely different movie. Right? Like, I will, f- yeah, I will attach it to something else or like The Expanse or something. Yeah, well, it's so that whole prison is... got Tom Jane. Nice. I did not recognize him at first, but then when he started talking a lot, I'm like, oh yeah, that's Tom Jane. 
good guy. Yeah. Well, and then so part of the world too is that if you you do something, you do bad, mm-hmm. you do wrong, you go and you get like basically sort of your brain fried. Yeah. Sort of it's like, like sh- shock therapy, shock therapy but, but extreme. Not at all for therapy. It's like not shock torture. Yeah. Shock torture. Yeah, there you yeah. have it. Um, and so that's how Nick Cage decided. Nope, not Nick Cage. I mean, that's how <laughs> Sean Archer. John Cage. John. John Cage. Sean. <laughs> Sean Cage. Isn't it Sean Archer? I said John. John, John Cage. Cage Troy. Anyway, so okay, so here's my question though. So like, obviously his plan was like, he, you know, he, when Tom Jane is like, oh, they only take off the boots uh, when you go to the medical wing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Need to hit your ride, Ace. Whatever, forget it. Uh, that was an Expanse reference. Don't worry about it. <laughs> his plan. So his plan is obviously oh, okay. I need to start shit so I get sent to the medical wing. But what was the next step of that plan? Because it felt yeah, like he, all he had was a cigarette. Yeah, and it felt like and a light. It felt like a lot of his plan sort of relied on that other dude being there. But did he know yeah, that dude was there? Like, uh, he's just like he's that good. He's, he's just that good. So his plan and, at that yeah. point was just get into the medical wing, bring a cigarette, and then get you get the boots off. Yep, go from there. Just go from there. Wow. Hack into the mainframe. Oh, obviously hack into the TVs. Hack into the mainframe in, in a way where <laughs> the uh, very clearly. Uh, I mean, like literally designed into it, system overload icon lights up. <laughs> Next, it's right above system normal. <laughs> I've is, never seen anyone type faster than what he was typing. What was he? Was what did he overload? Typing. Did he overload the TV? Did he overload I think the magnet? He overloaded floor? the TV, which was connected to the door. Right, and of course. And then he was able to leave. Yeah. I mean, look, we all know that when the government needs to build something big and fast and maybe they don't want a lot of people to know about it, they're going to cut corners. Yep. They're going to use maybe some shadier contractors. So I mm-hmm. guess it makes sense that the super magnet floor, the giant TV, and the security gates would all be on the same circuit. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had one of those universal remotes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, that makes sense. That's why you only need to go to the one terminal. And I think type mostly with one hand. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's probably a Unix-based terminal. That's probably what those guards are used to using. Right. Yeah. Obviously. I know this. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that makes sense. Probably just did a search for the CGI bin and did some stuff. Type, type. Okay. So, he escapes prison. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, there's like a whole chasing and a lot of shooting people and he's a good man and you remember that because he tries to save the life right. of the that guy guy he tries to escape with yep. and then how does he get back to the stuff. mainland he swims he like swims because he's a superhero <laughs> oh man you know one thing that was impressive because mm. we should talk about the stunts at some point oh man of course we should i will say these stunts were great. Yes. You could really see the stunt people in them. Yeah. Like you could really see the wires. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. literally. And you see that they're not Nick Cage and Judge Revolta. Oh, yeah. For sure. But there are moments where I was like, oh shit, somebody really did that. Yeah. And one of them is during the prison escape, he goes to the roof of the prison and there's helicopters and some shooting. And eventually he just runs and jumps off the top of this thing. Yeah. DVDs. And falls for a really long time. And it's long enough for you to go, holy shit, somebody's actually doing yeah. that. Yeah. I was cool. impressed by that one. And the one 
the stunt person who's hanging off the side of the boat and then gets up like I mean, you're standing yeah. on water skis. The whole boat. I was like, oh holy crap, how'd they do that? <laughs> that entire boat <laughs> sequence is just, mwah. I mean, it's I mean, yeah. super cool. Got it got arranged pretty well. Very much so. <laughs> do you think that was arranged by stunt Peter arranger Diamond? Peter, Peter Manor? Peter Diamond. Peter Manor? <laughs> yes. I was saying, I almost said Peterman, as in Seinfeld Peterman. <laughs> same guy, same guy. I'm the Peterman. Do you, you think? Could call me Peterman. Do you think that was? Because I am a man. Ooh. Like you, we are both humans. What? Now yeah. you're going to hang off the side of this boat, right. be dragged for miles, and then stand up, stand up onto your feet. Listen to me, Nicholas. Walk on water <laughs> like Jesus. Listen to me, Nicholas. Do it. You are resurrected. You are bringing your life back. You are pulling your life together. And you must stand on your own two feet, even though they are not your own two feet, Nicholas. You are another man in someone else's face. But you have to use his feet to ski for your life. Uh, all right, Peter. So should I just, um, should I stand up or should I just kind of like, crap, Peter? Peter? And then two. Oh, yeah, a bubble. Just a single bubble comes out from the water and pops and just here, a ray. <laughs> we established that he's an immortal Dracula, right? Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> Just check. Yes, we have. <laughs> yeah, maybe he lives in the center of the earth. Oh, right. So that's why he went back into the ocean. Yeah. 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 That's the Honestly, way to though, the earth. like as much as you can see the wires and shit, like the stunts in this movie were awesome. John Woo yeah. is the best when it comes to weird yeah, boat also, shit. <laughs> he's he's really got some signature moves. Oh, absolutely. There's so many slow motion jumping with two guns over things or sliding down with two guns on yeah. things or birds what flying I love, slowly. What I love about the jumping with guns great. thing is like the first time at the beginning of the movie when they have like the opening scene with the, the airplane and stuff, when Nick Cage does the jump out and shoot bullets or shoot guns thing, it kind of makes sense because he's like, okay, I'm stuck in this plane. I got to get out of this plane and they're coming for me. So you can kind of yeah. see the logic behind it of like, I'm just going to jump out of this plane as how hard as I can and start shooting at them. But then later when that guy's uh, like luxurious apartment penthouse thing is being shot up, one of the henchmen just like for no real reason, just like leaps over a kitchen Island and starts firing his gun. I also thought that part was weird. Like if anything, you should stay behind the kitchen (laughs) Island, right? Like use it for cover. Uh, I can't hit you if you're moving. That's a great point. I want to know. I want to know if John Woo goes to movies and is like, I did that. I started that. Oh, probably. Yeah. It must be very hard to watch a movie. Do you think though, do you think he also watches movies though? And he's just like, why doesn't that guy just jump over that while firing his gun? Like he just gets mad at it. I think Where he probably birds? finds every movie incredibly boring. <laughs> probably. He's like, why aren't there any guns in this movie? Where are the birds? Where are the speedboats? Dude also loves the speedboats. Oh my gosh. Okay. That, yeah. the part where the speedboat goes through that other boat and pops oh, out of it is so like good. maybe the best shot in the entire so movie. So good. DVDs it's so right great. there. It's really good. Mm-hmm. It's really great. Yeah. All the boat stuff is super cool. Like, I didn't realize how much I thought speedboats were cool until I saw them in John Woo <laughs> movies, honestly. Yeah, yeah. they're real rad. Mm-hmm. He really it, does Honestly, it. this movie makes every James Bond movie I've watched seem really dull and slow. Right. Except when he gets whipped in the nuts with a, a curtain rope. <laughs> yeah. John Woo never did that's, that. That's pretty brutal. <laughs> we'll check his dog after that. Yeah. <laughs> 
that was the uh i mean that was i guess like the final conclusion of their fight though was he like whipped him in the nads as hard as he could Mm -hmm. so that he would let i mean this is just like the monologue like when i say this out loud it sounds completely insane without any context (laughs) he whips him in the nads so hard that he lets go of the harpoon gun that he stopped mid-fire yeah Yeah. so that the harpoon goes into his i don't know some organ yeah so that he can stop trying to cut his own face off or ruin his Ruin Sean Archer's face. Yeah, like yeah. that was a funny. moment where like it was very much John Woo being like, this is poetry, but also like, yeah, if in the character of the story, like if he was just trying to fuck up his face, he shouldn't have just gone around the same surgical line <laughs> that they yeah. used no, to he, swap the face. Yeah, yeah, I almost thought he was like going to try to peel it off again. Like, I mean, that, that, that would have been bad. Oh, you want this? Before he took my face. Ooh, do you think his plan was to take peel the face off and then just huck it into the ocean? <laughs> Yeah. A seagull like goes, a flies by. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, that would be amazing. No, my face. That would be amazing. Somebody get that bird. <laughs> the bird's flying around the face. Oh my God, can we just talk about how many birds there oh, are in the church Oh, absolutely we can. And yeah. they are so committed to staying there. Yeah, like, like what? No amount of chaos scares away birds. Are we to, thi- <laughs> like, are we to understand that the, I don't know, was that a Catholic church was it a what was that building it was a catholic church well i mean it certainly uh i mean it flashed a picture of jesus right. i mean it was definitely comparison like comparison to oh god yeah that was also was poetry a lot of heavy-handed religious stuff for no reason but like religious stuff in a way you would use it as a series of props yes. like not like an actual underlying religious no, theme. there wasn't a religious theme until that moment in the movie <laughs> yeah but there was an Adam and Eve, and I thought that was super weird. Yeah. I'm just going to say that. I mean, there was also a Pollux and Castor. Or, That's like, fair. I think he just like liked old names from old stuff. Oh, and like pairings. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, okay, so we are Mirror. we to understand that, like, the... I don't understand the hierarchy of the Catholic Church. Whoever is around that structure just, like, took in a bunch of doves and <laughs> raised them? It's like, I, I don't know... Uh, Okay, to me, it also, it seems like a church slash, like... Cabana house. <laughs> cabana house. Yeah. Like, like uh, where you would go change into your swimsuit when right? you get to the ocean. It's yeah. very weird. And, like, I wonder if the birds are just in there because it's open. Right. And, I mean, there's lots of, like, pieces of bread around a church, Yeah, it seemed like the kind of place yeah. where you would hold... Everybody drops the crumbs from... Communion. Oh, there yeah. you go. Just That's probably birds. what it was. Yeah. Just, That's probably actually yes. what it is. They just are picking yeah. up the body of Christ after it goes stale. Yeah. Um, <laughs> those doves extra holy? Are they like infused with the power of Christ? Yes. Well, isn't the dove the sign of Jesus also? I thought that was the lamb. Well, th- it comes back. Yeah. The, no, the dove is the, dove the, the Holy Spirit. Back. The dove is like the promise of God to not kill us all again. <laughs> That's cool. what the dove is. Yeah, because it's what flies back with an olive branch, yeah. and that's how we know that the earth still exists. Yeah. when it floods. In Noah's time, because yeah. of the flood. Um, how do we know? It. Yeah, now I'm really yeah. in the weeds. Listen, on... now you're asking some real existential right. shit. I'm in the weeds about <laughs> the nature of this building now that Beth brought it up, because now you're right. Well, like, it's just like, <laughs> it's the I, kind... I think they're in Southern California, where it's... But really nice. Yeah. And so I was just like, yeah, I just have a lot of open air buildings because the weather's good sure. all the time. It's the kind of place. But also, can we just talk about how the the priest and the altar boys just peace out? Yeah, they do. 
like they finish the service and they leave, but where do they go? And is no one concerned? Probably to like the dove training building or something. (laughs) (laughs) That place seems like the kind of place where you would have a barefoot wedding and the person presiding over the ceremony would have the collar, but it would be like stuffed into like a Hawaiian shirt, right? Right. Yeah. 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 It's really cool. It is cool. Yeah. And no one's wearing shoes. No. And you take your wedding photo in the ocean. Nice. That sounds great. And the doves, although there are a lot of pigeons outside of the building, which is interesting. Right. That's it's like a class system. It like totally doves is. It absolutely are allowed is. to go in the house. Yeah, because the, the doves have sale because they're like dirty doves. Yeah. Well, as yeah. we know, doves were the symbol of God's promise, and the pigeons are the sign that Satan still reigns on their on this earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he still has a stake in this. And the seagulls go between them. Exactly. I mean, we all know this about birds. This is common yeah. bird yeah. lore. I mean, yeah. like, I don't I, even know why we're saying this on yeah, the podcast because exactly. everyone like, already everybody knows, knows this. this. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah a lot of birds yeah and i have to say like i don't even know if i have the energy to go into his daughter accidentally shooting him like there's so much stuff that happens oh, oh and there's like what do they call that a mexican standoff they Is call that it that it seems like it's probably racist probably Seems yeah, that I don't way. know what the um, where that comes from, but it is a standoff, and it is a like, I feel like it's like a John Woo standoff, right? Where it's just like here's a bunch of people with their arms fully extended with guns in their hands. That feels like a very John Woo. They thing. all have like two guns, yeah. yeah. And then poor Joan Allen just, just Eve, in the middle standing in the middle of the circle, just yeah. like well, she is. I, I I said this out loud while I was watching it, but I was like, she plays the part of victim. Like she doesn't yes. have like <laughs> right. much of a character other than just like shaking and crying most of the time. Yeah, yeah. and she is a doctor. Yeah, she yeah. has like two moments of true agency, and yeah. that's it. And that's so awesome that she ha- was able to get his blood and then bring it in and like put it into her system and knew what her husband's blood type was. Oh yeah. I mean, if you're she's, married to a doctor, she's smart. You're gonna know. Yeah. Yeah. She's probably got a couple of. She probably secreted a couple of bags into mm. the freezer. Blood. Yeah, yeah, just in case for family emergencies. Do you think in some earlier draft she's the one that does surgery on them? Whoa. No. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. then she knows what's going on. Right. She's that also Doctors so afterwards. Okay, so like in my version of the draft. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's been this killed. This is starring from the, like, Danny Walsh DeVito Institute. and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. <laughs> okay. And they're like, "Oh no! Everyone who knew who I was and knows how to do this incredibly precise surgical procedure yeah. is gone." And she says, "It's okay, honey. I've got you." Yeah, I'm the top doctor in Washington. I'm the top doctor, and yeah, whatever. Whatever it was that they because she was doing like into. weird face medicine. That's true. At the hospital. Yeah. She was like. Anyway, I think it's an earlier draft. Hospital. Yeah. I'm guessing yeah. they were what like, to that guy? I agree with Dan that that probably didn't happen in the draft because I'm guessing John Woo was just like, no, it's the wife. Why would the wife be involved? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Women can't be right. doctors. <laughs> probably just heard that whole that thing of like, how can that be true? Uh, what is yeah. that puzzle? Brain it's teaser? Classic riddle. Oh, the doctor classic was a woman. Classic riddle. The mom's like, the <laughs> Blew my mind in like sixth grade. Right. And that's also when you, revealed I was sexist. As a sixth grader. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Can we appreciate that uh, 
Caster Troy, one of the parts of Caster Troy's ultimate downfall was his own teachings to the daughter of how to properly stab a dude in the leg and twist a knife so the wound yeah, won't close. That's just good. That was nice. Chekhov's switchblade. Yep. And I had forgotten about that butterfly knife, so I was, and I've seen this movie before, and I was still surprised. I'm shocked to hear that. I'm frankly shocked to hear that you forgot that something happened in a movie. Oh, and by the way, I was correct in my bet that someone's face gets licked. Uh, But unfortunately, it is the teenage daughter. By her own father's face. Yes. Oh, God. You could not forget that. Okay. And I just don't think she would overlook that level of creepiness because she has a great line. Sorry, Beth, were you about to say this? No, I was about to say something else. Entirely. Okay. <laughs> well, she has this great line after she is assaulted in her car yes. and he says something stupid to her like, dress like a ghoul and you're going to get assaulted by clowns or something mm. like that. <laughs> Close enough. She I'm says, sure that's, uh, that's the line. Whatever. And she says something like, I just almost got raped and you're blaming it on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, you go, Jamie. Yeah. That is awesome yeah and he doesn't really respond to that i mean well, he probably like he's his, a terrorist yeah so he's probably just like his brain just like <laughs> suddenly like what sorry i was fantasizing about blowing up a orphanage or something yeah oh, and having a sex sandwich yeah i mean a sex sandwich Ew. okay i do have a question about like the, the sex sandwich no no no, oh. no. but like <laughs> about like his specific type of sexuality Mm-hmm. Who? Caster Troy? Yes, because the thing that he keeps saying is, suck my tongue. Yep. Mm. yep. And it's like such a specific, it's like not, like, it's not, you know, he's not saying something else. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. that makes, that would be like, whoa, that's horrifying. Yeah, but I it's mean... like, just, it's like almost more horrifying because yeah. it's specifically it's his so weird. It's really weird. Yeah. Is this to get like the PG thirteen? Like what that's was this what even I that's rated? I guess that's what I mean is like it was like they wanted Maybe. to make him even creepier, but like they couldn't say certain things, so they made it like was this PG thirteen? So like, like, no, I'm way. looking it up right now. I don't know. Uh, they don't swear in it, do they? A little, right? I mean, they say fucking one time, and that's yes, you get you get one. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. It's bizarre. He talks about eating peaches a lot. Yeah, he yeah. Does. Like I just feel like oh, there's actually not a lot. He six, seven times. That's wow. a lot. I took a that seems yep. like a lot. Seven times. Thank is you. he are peaches butts at this point? I don't know. Is he no, talking I don't about? Think so. I honestly I don't know. Yes, I don't no. just. I think a peach is just like a a ripened like young, young woman. Woman, yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh boy. Um, but um, like I, that's the thing. It's like almost too clean that it makes it even creepier than it would have been if he just said exactly what he was trying to say i <laughs> think you know it's I mean? like i think it it's, was rated r yeah okay phew raunchy <laughs> teens don't watch this hey teens yeah, yeah unless you're with your parents unless you are with your <sighs> no don't bring your mom your to this parents. movie bring your mom hey sit next to her this mother's day <laughs> bring your mom <laughs> <laughs> to see face off I think it's sort of like <laughs> the tongue thing seems like it's so specific because it's such a, um, you know, it's like a power thing. Like he's getting off on the power of it. Like, oh, they're agreeing to do this very specific thing. Right. Yeah, I guess so. It's just, it's bizarre. It is. He's I mean, dinky. Yeah. but also it seems like people are into it. Like all those ladies in up in uh, Dietrich's place were like, oh, I'm your favorite, your favorite piece, peach. man. Oh, 
and then okay, can we just talk about I can eat a peach for hours? Yeah. Yeah. That does actually not sound that good to me. (laughs) Like even in even if you take it literally, it's very unsettling. Right? Yeah, exactly. I mean it might be hyperbole. What? I don't know if it's hyperbole. He's saying it's gonna be a a a long a long lover. Yeah. A lover. <laughs> can we appreciate For the profession? For a long duration. We oh, we're all losing it. Can we appreciate the professionalism of Agent Winters, who was undercover on that mm. plane, and he was yep. like, suck my tongue, and she just went for it. And we didn't know she was an agent yet. But when you realize no, that, didn't. you're just like, oh, man, she really... That poor agent. Yeah. Yeah, yep. she has the most gruesome death in the entire movie. She gets thrown uh, from a moving plane. Wow! Well, well yeah. she gets Lands shot on and the then tarmac. thrown from a moving oh plane. Oh my god, it's awful. Yeah, I was like, <gasps> <laughs> that's how you know Caster Troy is a bad man. Caster Troy does a little shrug. Yep, just, he's very. It's a very effective evil. It is. Yeah, uh, I am a, I am a the evil maniac. Yeah. Um, Molly, you were saying that there were wait seven peaches peach mentions. Seven peach mentions. How many face waterfalls were there? Oh my god! Yes. Have we been, Do you been guys talking about guess that? How many there were? We no, we haven't. No, we should talk about it, right? It's the grossest thing in the movie. Should we? Should we? Um, <laughs> we're talking about cre- we're talking about the creepiness of characters in this right. movie. Everyone's the creepiest creep. thing by far is this habit that the uh, what's Archer face? family Archer family yeah. has, where they. Kind of do like a little like get, spirit uh, finger thing, and they run it down yes. their loved ones' faces. Oh my god! And it's like not it, even. It's never like it's always unprovoked, right? Like there's no setup yeah. to it, and, and it's like the front of the face, yeah. like down the front. Right. You like cover eyes, right. and, like, and it's, definitely it's not just like a sweet little like soft no. touch to the face. It's like. It like grabs their lips as it moves down. Yeah, like, like you are stretching out like, the lower eyelid for sure. Yeah, and it's it's definitely just like spreading so many germs. So many germs. So many <laughs> germs. You know, and it's like families have their thing, yes, right? right? But this is just so creepy. Guess how many times it gets done Oof, in this movie? I'm gonna say eleven. I was gonna say ten, so I guess I'll 15. stick with ten. Uh, the answer is 10. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. yeah but he, it's also done to an unsuspecting child. Non-archer. Twice. Yeah, a non-archer. A non-archer. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're ready to uh, talk about the ending yet. He's, but a, he's an archer yeah. now. <sighs> wow. <laughs> okay, so first of all, the first thing you should know, dear listener, if you haven't seen this movie recently, is that if you are a federal agent and you receive major surgery <laughs> to have your old face... Yes. Put back and on your you old and punch, and your old punch <laughs> replaced. Yep. You have to take an Uber yeah. or somehow arrange your own transportation yes. so that your wife is sitting at home and she just sort of sees you yeah, y- in like a haze. Right. At first, I thought he might be dead oh. if she was seeing things, but anyway, yeah, her- he shows up in the door. Go ahead. Your in this situation, your wife, her role in this <laughs> is to just sit at home and worry about you. Yeah. Like no one tells you the surgery's over. No one tells or no one tells you that your <laughs> yeah. husband's coming home. I mean, the only thing I can think of is that he was dropped off by a coworker. I guess. And they were Margaret. like, Hey, do you want me to call your wife to come get you? And yeah. he's like, No, I want a surprise. Her. But also, can we go quick but pick can we up bring this, this orphan? small child? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. No, so yeah, so he you know, his 
uh, wife and daughter greet him at the door yes. and gives them a hug, and maybe there's some waterfall crazy oh, yeah, shit happening. It's just waterfalls so then, for everyone. And like all of a sudden, Jamie, his daughter, isn't wearing weird makeup anymore. Right. Not weird. That sounds judgmental. I didn't feel judgmental about her makeup at any no, point. Whatever. But fine. anyway, the point is, she's looking very normal and demure mm-hmm. by societal standards. And, um, you know, everything is like sun sunlit. And he goes, can I ask you a question? Right. And you think he might have brought a puppy home? Yeah, yeah, right. Like I literally thought, oh, did he get a puppy? And instead, it's Gina Gershon's son because her son has been orphaned yes. by the FBI or something like a standoff. Anyway, and then this poor kid is like their new kid, like replacement, yeah. like five year old Adam, yeah. and he looks exactly like their son who died. Yeah, let's, like he's yeah. got the same blondish brown yeah. hair with the bangs that go across. He's like the Bad same haircut. age. Yeah. If if I'd like if we could just walk back a little bit and just go through oh, yeah. like this child's entire experience in this movie. So he is <laughs> it's, it's horrifying. So this child lives in a luxurious penthouse with a bunch of like <laughs> drug lord uh weapons movers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He maybe and, hasn't been told who his father is, or maybe he has, but he's never met him. Mm-hmm. His father is doped up on goof juice. And is making weird <laughs> facial expressions. And then yeah. his first interaction with his father is to grab his gold-plated <laughs> gun and kind of wave it at him. And then yeah. be berated aggressively by his mother. But then yeah. he's, now, he's now learned that this man is his father. And his father then starts sobbing, waterfall handing his face, <laughs> and crying another child's name. <laughs> and then, after that lovely experience, he is... Forced to wear uh, wear headphones and listen to a rather lovely cover of <laughs> "Somewhere Over the Rainbow," mm-hmm. while everyone he's ever known is gunned down. <laughs> he has to watch his uncle and his mom kiss on the mouth. Yes, <laughs> he is spared from death several times. Did by he, like the thinnest of oh, margins. Yeah. Did he? Here's a question for you that I'm actually not sure about. Did he see uh, Sean Archer's figure at all in before he got taken away? Like, is does he know that that is the face of the man who murdered everyone in that building? Oh yeah, I mean maybe oh, probably. Man, so then that means that then that man, <laughs> as far as he knows, comes to him and says, "Hey." I'm gonna be your dad now. Yeah, it's either best case <laughs> we're gonna call you Mike Stranger. Like worst case, he recognizes the guy who blew everybody up. Yeah. Like somewhere in the middle, he fully explains to him face swapping <laughs> on the oh car ride over. You think it's on the yeah, car yeah. ride over? Okay, yeah, I know you Listen. think you saw me killing your uncle and everybody in your home, but. I actually had a different okay. face. I was remember, really the guy that was helping you during that. Remember, like, I ran and picked you up when they were, like, yeah. shooting the stuff? And I screamed Mikey and wouldn't yeah. let you go? <laughs> Listen, that was me. Remember when you had that really special bonding moment the first time you met your dad? That was me. I was wearing your dad's face. Yeah, so you actually never met your dad. So you never met your dad. You're bonded with me the whole time. But now this is my face. So just remember the bonding but yeah. this face. I 
we're going to go live in my house. I haven't cleared it with my family, so there's a chance they'll say no, and then oh. I guess just start running. Also, yeah, full disclosure, just in case Eve, my wife, freaks out, your dad killed our son. Yeah, and again, no advance notice. Your room's going to be his. It's still set up exactly like it was. There's probably still pictures died. of him in there. So Do you, you mind if we stuff. call you Mikey? You like that yeah. name? Yeah, you're Mikey now. I care about you so much. Fingers down the face. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not trying to snatch your eyeballs. This is love. Yeah. This is what love is. Okay. So that's okay. So we're saying best case scenario a man, is, a stranger is picking him up, explaining to him that he was wearing his father's face when he met his father, and then is running his hand on his face and saying, This is what love is. Yeah. Happy it's- endings for all. It's what very, I mean. It's a bummer. And is that an epilogue? Oh, Molly? yeah, Molly. Because there's a question. big time jump? Denouement. That's a denouement, denouement? How much time's got to pass before it's an epilogue? <laughs> I second that question. Are we, with the way anti-inflammatories work now, <laughs> okay. he was probably out of the Oh, hospital I see. I see. So okay. under conventional anti-inflammatories, that would have been epilogue, but given the news Possibly. It could have been that long. Okay. I'm, okay, I actually am trying to figure this out. So if it were, Molly, help me out here. If we have the uh, two of them in the ambulance, which I know you want to get to, mm-hmm. the two yeah. in the ambulance at the end, and then we cut to, rather than just cutting to Eve sitting in her dining room table, I guess just waiting for her husband to come back from the hospital. <laughs> if we were to cut to the outside of the house and it was snowing and it said Christmas Day, then would it be an epilogue? <laughs> I mean, entirely possible. Okay. Yeah. But often, you know, you could have an epilogue in addition to a denouement. Oh. So you could still have that scene just tacked onto the end of it. It wouldn't do anything for you, but you could do that. I see. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I it was disturbing. I mean, this movie, so much happens in such a short amount of time. It's bananas. It really is just almost exhausting. Like, by the time we got to the boat race, I was just like, I don't even know if I can hang. Yeah. But like, imagine. Okay, Molly, you're actually the perfect. Uh, you're actually the perfect person for this thought exercise. Like, imagine mm. having to sit through this movie with anyone else in the two lead roles. Oh, right. Oh yeah, let's talk about like what if it were like Jude Law and Ewan McGregor. Right. Like it just wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't. No. At a certain point, you'd just be like, "All right, we get it." Like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think you need at least Nick Cage. At least. I mean, I feel like you could pair him with somebody else. I don't know, though. It'd be hard. Like, this was magic. This was lightning in a bottle. Yeah. The story (laughs) itself is not... I mean, the story is absurd. Yes. (laughs) As we know when Nick Cage explained it to us within the film. (laughs) But the thing that really makes the movie is those two's acting. Of each other. Of each other. Yeah. Because... And they do... Yeah. It's it's like they both they both are not like in these kinds of roles stellar actors, no. I guess. No. And so but they are able to play each other as that type of acting. And yes. that is what is crazy to me, is like they're like, I'm gonna be the exact level of acting that you are <laughs> normally able to accomplish. Yeah. There was a moment I can't remember when it was. There was definitely a moment. I've seen this movie a couple of times. There was definitely a moment where like Nick Cage did something with his mouth. Just like the way he set his mouth and teeth. And I was like, oh, that's a Travolta-ism. 
Like yeah. that is Nick Cage thinking, what would John do with his mouth in this moment? <laughs> it was so weird. But there are definitely like little things like that where you can tell they did kind of pay attention to each other. Do you think that, I mean, in order to prepare for this role, oh, do you man. think that they spent a lot of time together? God, I hope Wasn't so. Wasn't this like a thing where they were doing Con Air, like Nick Cage was doing Con Air and then he went right to doing Face Off? Is that true? I believe that's true. Yeah, I think he like, holy shit, like literally one wrapped and the next day he started the other. Like, wow. um, I just like to think that there's a, like they start doing like mirroring exercises. Oh, absolutely. To become one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They apparently did spend before shooting started. They spent just two weeks with each other, just like studying each other. I would, I would love to watch reality show. Would be so good. Oh my god. Well, I wonder if you could get like each person to read the lines the way they would do them. Maybe that's how they. Maybe that's what they did. Yeah. Maybe that is what they did. They would go through the script and each page is like, okay, so (laughs) what I would do in this scene is I would probably start. I would, I would just, you know, I'd say, I'd look at you and then I'd kind of like do like, a ha ha, and then maybe I'd do like, oh. you know, I'd sing a little rockabilly and then do a dance and then just like punch you in the gut. Right. <laughs> and then, uh, just put an emphasis on a word yeah. that, uh, you didn't expect coming. He did that. It was so good. Sometimes the words would just have this flavor that you were like, wow, that's really, right? that's accurate. And there were definitely moments uh, where Cage was definitely, whatever, whether they talked about it or he just sort of like had learned enough about Travolta's method. He's just like, oh man, John would be acting so hard in this scene. Like he would just <laughs> act so hard in this moment. <laughs> Bring it up to an 11. God damn it. Did we say 1997? Oh, I don't think we did. Oh, we did it. Beth was correct and no one else. Boom. Good job, Beth. Spicy. You did it. Yes. Good job, Good Beth. Good job. Thank you. Before we get to our... Wait, fi- sorry. Oh. Can I say who my MVP was? Oh, yes. Oh, shit. Yes. Yes. Okay. My MVP was the mannequin of the child. <laughs> oh, my God. After, after the kid, after the little kid is shot at the beginning, yeah. the... You never see him again. <laughs> you only see a mannequin that is dead. And John Travolta picks him up and cradles him as he's crying. And yep. it's very oh. clearly a mannequin. And I yes. don't understand why it's a mannequin and not the actor. I, it doesn't I, make any sense to me. I really think that the parents were just kind of like, so John Travolta's going to just like rub his face onto his face. <laughs> and John Woo was probably just like, yes, the movie is Face off. It's about faces. But they were okay with like, faces. okay, so John Travolta is going to run his fingers down his mouth and like into his, on, on his lips a little well, bit. Well, I'm wondering if like that, they shot that scene first and they were like, ooh, um, <laughs> ooh. hey, John, John, John's, can we talk about this next scene? <laughs> so is there Our any. son is afraid you're going to steal his breath. Is there any more? Of, yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> But then John Woo was just like, he must touch faces. His face must must touch his son's face. This movie is about faces. It's called Face Off. They're honestly the like is face. right like that. Honestly, was like clearly actually said at some point in the making of this film. Right, like there are so many moments in this movie where like the actors did not have to touch each other's faces, but they did. And there was definitely whether those some of those were just like improvised choices by the actors. They certainly were not discouraged from it. If not outright told to do it <laughs> all the time, a blanket at the top. Like, all right, we're starting to shoot tomorrow. 
everybody is a no for everybody. If you have an opportunity to touch a face, take it. Like it's not even John Woo talking. Like it's just like the producer is just kind of like, all right, everybody. Um, yeah, just just a quick note from John. Um, he wanted me to say this. Um, this movie is about faces, so embrace that. Just really, anytime you become aware of your face or your scene yeah. partner's face, uh, work with it. Just work with that motivation. Oh my God, it's. I mean, it seems accurate. Oh, before we wrap up from bets, yes, I want to brag for a second Ooh. that I was correct. It did pass back to Wallace. Yes, it did. Because the mom and daughter have a quick fight. Yes. It's like two or three line exchange. Yep. You're welcome, everyone. I feel like we're seeing a theme of like how movies pass the Bechdel walls and it's usually two women arguing with each other. Yeah. Yep. And then a man walks into the scene and is more important than them. Right. Exactly. It's oh, like, yeah. hey, Absolutely. no more time for this interesting dynamic. A man is here. <laughs> Shut up about that. I have a thing to say. I have a storyline. Look at these birds. Have <laughs> <laughs> to establish I'm a bad father. Yeah, like it's, that is happening. You're that is actually how a lot of movies go. You're right. It's sort of like two women are having some sort of actual like dynamic storyline between them, and then it's almost like the camera itself is like, oh, thank God, a man walked. And blah 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 blah. Okay, here's the man. Yeah. <laughs> And now we can get going. Right. <laughs> oh, finally. Before we get to our final reviews of the film, we like to uh, read a review mm. of our podcast, Tootsrecall.com, in the impression of a character from the movie we just watched nice. face off. Nice. Uh, and we do have one. I mean, obviously, it's got to be Nick Cage, right? Yeah. I mean, you could do Travolta, but I really feel like it calls for Nick Cage. Okay. Here's a question for you Travolta doing Cage. Oh. Here's a question for you to keep yeah. the theme of uh, to keep the theme of Face Off going. Might we have since I am traditionally the go-to Cage? Maybe one of you could do me doing Cage. I love it. <laughs> Does that sound enticing Ooh. for Can anybody? You do cage that's how it always hurts. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, Funny, funny, f- funny, funny, insightful. Five, five droid Snapchats. <laughs> now, are we doing an impression of you doing that? Yes, yeah. you're doing me okay. as me doing Cage. Okay, I'll do the first line, okay. and then we'll just pass it around. Okay? Uh, go round okay. robin. All right. All right, I'll go, I'll go second. <sighs> <sighs> what a funny and insightful podcast. Nostalgia, fun, and great. You say it, humor as the hosts build on each other's comments. And even more deep meaning I had not considered on some of these movies. Really a great listen. Yay. Thank Yay. you, Bad Guitar. Thanks, Bad Dada Guitar. Oh, Bad Dada Guitar. Bad Dada Guitar. Thank you. We appreciate your appreciation of our nostalgic fun. Yeah, you're a good guitar. Hey, believe in yourself. Yeah. Hey, you're good enough to be in the Star Wars band. Yep. 
Yep, that's a lot. <laughs> uh, great. Dan, you gave it five waterfall peach butts. That's right. I had forgotten. <laughs> I had forgotten. Peaches that with are mostly butts. butts. They're mostly going butts. butt first over a waterfall. <laughs> oh, boy. I had forgotten what our rating system was, and I'm so happy uh, about it. You thought this was the zenith of this type of movie. Yes, it absolutely still is. Uh, it could never have been made another time. It can never be made again. Hollywood, settle down. But also, yeah, agreed, if you want to remake it, you just have to just use the same two leads. That's the only yeah, way it would swap work. Swap the roles. Mm-hmm. And swap the roles. Uh, and then call it like face swap off. Off face. On. Face, face on. Face off. Face, face off on. here. What? Or it'll be like face off this time we're on. Face off face. colon it's on? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Volume two of the face offing chronicles. Thank you. The face offing chronicles. God, I love it. Uh, uh, yes, I completely agree with myself from the first half. This is a masterpiece <laughs> of 90s action cinema. Uh, this is Pete Cage. This is Pete Johnny T. It is, uh, it's just everything we could ever ask for in a film <laughs> of this type, <laughs> uh, of this era. Five waterfall peach butts. Wow. Uh, Beth, you also gave it, uh, five. Uh, it's a bad film, but a great movie watching experience mm. yeah i i agree with myself <laughs> in the first half like as a movie it's i mean it's not good the acting no, is terrible it's... the script is terrible <laughs> everything's awful but also at the same time everything is wonderful and 100 percent enjoyable so i yeah. would say five yeah for the type of movie that it is Right. I gave it um, 10 full buns. Oh, God. Oh, it's a five buds. Oh. Right now. Um, oh. Yeah, that's right. I had I had a little trouble with uh, these cops, man. I had a little trouble with them. Oh, but sure. I got over it because John Travolta and Nick Cage's performance shined through. <laughs> so I maintained the amount of buns I gave before, which is 10 full mm. buns. Wow. It's the full. It's the full that just... Oh, it's just so creepy. Mm. Uh, Molly, you gave it uh, six full buns and a and a single bun. No, I gave it a three and a half. Um, You thought you'd be uncomfortable with all parts with women in them. (laughs) Yep. And the face waterfalls. Yep. Yep. Accurate. One hundred percent accurate. Um, I do feel like this was so much more bananas. Than I remembered. Like I, I know I saw this probably within the last eight years, um, and I remembered it being bananas, but just not to the full extent that it is. Yeah. Like, I mean, at the top of the podcast, you referenced watching it with us. Yeah. Like f- six years ago or something. It was a long time ago, though. Yeah, it was. Right? This was pre-totes. It was. Yeah, it has to be longer than six years because we're six years old. Oh. Yeah, like I think it might have been more like seven oh, or eight years. Like it was a long time ago. I did not know y'all happy well, and probably we didn't even probably we didn't even have that improv class together yet. Well, we definitely had that improv class together. We did. Because I met a little behind the curtain of friendship. I met Dan through that improv class. We met once in the oh. lobby of that theater, and then we met again in that improv class. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, it was a while ago. Uh, I give it four and a half waterfall peach butts. Wow. I am deducting a half point for just pure discomfort with some of the women's stuff, especially. And 
there were hard parts that were real hard to watch, but oh yeah, and any of the kids stuff. Mm. There were just some hard parts, but on the whole, it deserves all those butts. You what you think happened to the fifth peach butt? Like why there's only half a butt? Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's really like I think just like peaches don't always grow evenly. That's true. Hey, hey, uh consumers, ugly yeah. fruit is fine. Yeah. It is. Eat it. So this is like a. It's got it would like make a very good jam. Ooh, yeah. Bun. Or taste just as good. Yeah. Just cut it up. Just cut it up. You make do a not jam. Have to eat it for just hours. make a half butt jam. <laughs> it's unnecessary. Just make yeah. a half butt jam. That's ten minutes. I could eat a peach in ten minutes. I could eat a peach in two minutes. <laughs> Whoa. Wait, eat what are we talking peach. about? <laughs> I don't know. All right. <laughs> it was a challenge. Oh. Yeah, we'll do the peach eating challenge. Are we going to be on TikTok now? Okay, this is us yeah. officially announcing this the is our TikTok, TikTok video. Except for we're not going to open a TikTok. We'll just do TikTok videos on other social media Ooh, platforms. I love that. Yes, I love that. Uh, we'll hold up yeah. a little sign that says TikTok on it. Yeah. Uh, send us $40 through Gmail. For what? And Dan and I will competitive peachy Oh, how about this? Okay, if you su- Why do you need $40 you- to do that? I don't know. Forty's fine, but I'm gonna I'm gonna change I'm gonna modify it a little bit if you will. If you donate forty dollars a month to Patreon, to our Patreon, Totree no, patreon.com slash Totri Call, uh Dan and I will competitively eat a fruit of your choice. <laughs> Pineapple. Yeah, whatever. Sure. But that's it. You only get to choose the fruit. You don't get to choose the parameters. Yeah. You only get to choose Is the fruit. Says- Okay, okay, is it is it a like one like you'll do a new fruit every month no. for those people? Oh, one time. Like a time. fruit of the month club? Oh, one time. One one time per forty dollar level patron. Okay, but do you realize that we have people that are at that level that you do have oh, to do no, that? You gotta buy the tier. Yeah. Oh I see. I see. Wait. Okay. I get it. So it has to be a new yeah. thing. It yeah. can't just this be is retroactive. For the, this is our anniversary special Patreon level. <laughs> where Dan and I competitively eat fruit. Yes, a single piece a of fruit single of your choosing. Fruit of your choosing. <laughs> God. Okay, and with that, <laughs> we're gonna press pause. <laughs> wow, I get it as well. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary.com. Totes Recall is hosted by Molly Chase, Beth Gibbs, Dan Dequette, and Dan Linden. Produced by Beth Gibbs. New episodes of Totes Recall drop on the 15th of every month. For more information and bonus content, visit us at totesrecall.com. Thank you so much for listening.